Flesh time long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time. Long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie. We're not so good. I usually ask how you, how are you, but but I, I I know how you are. It's a good thing you didn't ask me how I am because frankly I could I could throw a damn chair across the room right now. Uh, you know I haven't seen a team lose this much since my uh, my little league team, which was sponsored by Leave a Funeral Home. You know, but at least we had an excuse. We were a bunch of seven year olds playing for like a morbid uh, little league team. These are a bunch of highly paid schmucks who can't stay on the field. And uh, you know we're losing losing a bunch of division games, um, so I'm I'm getting pretty pissed. Yeah, kid. I tell you what, there was a time not too long ago. Uh, I don't know. Let's say April 13th. Uh, boys just win a game in extras to open the series in Miami. Then the wheels come off. Three straight run. Three straight losses to the Marlins by a combined four runs. Then losing two out of three to Philly at City Field. A team we have beaten like Mike Tyson beat Peter McNeely many years ago. And finally, the Nats come in and completely outclass us. Where did we go wrong? I don't know. I mean, you know, for, you know it's, uh, I, I, could barely, I could barely get my thoughts together here. I'm, I'm distraught. The team is terrible. I've been to the games. Those April games are freezing. Not fun to be at. Uh, I was screaming so hard at the TV last night after friggin' Dan Murphy hits a home run, a grand slam actually, that I swallowed some of my chew. I do pouches now. Uh, I swallowed some of that, threw up all over the floor, so that was a real shitty way to end the night. Uh, you know, and plus this week, I was on the waiting list for the Long Beach Police Department, one of the highest ranked police departments in the country in terms of how much they get paid, and uh, I find out I didn't get that either. So, you know, uh, between one thing and another, it's just been a real kick in the balls this week. Hey, that's, all, that's, all, that's all politics. You got to know somebody, you know? <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I, I wish I had a mulligan on that test, and I, I wish Sandy had a mulligan on the, the old Dan Murphy thing because uh, letting that guy sign, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Neil Walker and his terrible haircut, but you know now we got Dan Murphy. He's he's hitting like uh, like Bo Jackson or something. Yeah, kid. I mean Murphy making that run in the playoffs, and then of course he gets paid. And, and sure enough, you know the guy comes up the bases loaded last night. I mean that pitch was not a terrible pitch. I mean it was low, it was away, and Murphy had enough pop to to pull it over the fence on a you know just just hammer the ball and. You know, quite frankly, it's disappointing, and I'm and I'm pretty terrified of the Nationals. Yeah, I mean, right now, and I, I got to tell you, and Terry's not doing much to help me out. Uh, you know, he's he's a cranky old guy, like usual, uh, not managing the bullpen too well, and uh, you know, I mean, he's he's like an old guy behind the wheel of a car. You just figure, you know, sometimes it's going to go well, and they're going to reach a destination, and other times they're going to, you know, hit a tree and end up in hospice. And uh, you know, we're fifty fifty with that right now, so I don't. I don't feel too good. The sky is, in fact, falling, uh, although I've been told there's 143 games left and that I should relax. But, you know, I'm sitting there just dipping my face off and, uh, you know, hoping for the best. Yeah, and, of course, the, the thing that really grinds my gears, kids, is the, in, is the injuries. I mean, I, I don't know Ray Ramirez from here in a hole in the wall. Is it Ray Ramirez? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Like... But at a certain point, like, 
all these guys keep getting hurt every single year, and there's one recurring theme, and it's and it's the training staff, and it's like, you know, like things happen, but when they happen so much, like, you know, like yeah, Richie. I mean, back in the day, you used to get blackout drunk, but there was a time there where you you were getting blackout pretty often, and then it was kind of a theme, you know. It's and it's one of those things. It's like like there's a theme. There's one. There's one common thread here. Oh yeah, there was a time. There was a time I would I would, I would sit there and I I would finish up uh, I would finish up a thirty rack. I would get I would get on the train. I'd go out to the sloppy tuna. I'd throw an entire can of skull in my mouth, and uh, I'd wake up the next day and just try to get a recap. I got a bacon, egg, and cheese. I walked down the block. You know, I'd say <laughs> I I throw on whatever union shirt was most clean, and uh, you know I'd. I'd do my thing. I'd show off a little bit. Now these days, though, it's uh, it's not looking so good. I mean, the injuries for the Mets have been unbelievable. Struble is playing on one leg because if he didn't, Terry would probably bring in Lagaris to the infield and just play two outfielders. Uh, we've we've got Wilma has gangrene apparently. No one knows what's going on with him. His his <laughs> knee is just destroyed. Duda's elbow went the other way that elbows aren't supposed to go, so he's dead. Uh, Cespedes said he felt a shock in his leg. More proof that he might be a robot, because I've never felt a shock in my leg. I've hurt myself, but I've never felt a shock in my leg. Uh, Dono snapped his wrist in half, because that's what Dono does. And uh, every other Met who is so hurt that they may have to retire is periodically playing catch in Florida. So uh, shout out to Steven Matt, Seth Lugo, and uh, David Wright, who, who just taxis back and forth. He's on, he's on the retirement plan. Uh, and yet, Ray Ramirez sits there you know, with the team trainer job. Helen Keller would have been a better lifeguard than Ray Ramirez is as a, <laughs> as a team trainer. And, and here we are. We got this guy. He, he, we're just stuck with him forever. It's like a terrible marriage. It's like a terrible sexless marriage where we just sit there and uh, this guy just misdiagnoses injuries. And this guy, David Alchek, at the hospital for special, special surgery just makes, makes a bunch of money and uh, the middle class loses. Yeah, I mean, if they need a guy, I've had I've had plenty of knee surgeries. I can get him a guy. I've got a guy. Yeah, but you you do yours at home though, out of the garage, right? Ah, uh, well, I don't do them myself. Right? Yeah, you got <laughs> pals, but <laughs> I don't I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not getting my guy in trouble there. Uh, so, so you put you... a lighter under the garden tools. You sterilize. You know, it's fine. <laughs> don't be a baby. Yeah, you got to move the rake. You know, uh, yeah, only yeah, one, come on. only one rake in the garage. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the great thing about the NL East is we get the, we get the Phillies, we get the Braves and for whatever reason in the month of April, we, we just play division opponents, I guess all the time, constantly over and over again. So, you know what the best thing when you're losing a lot of games is facing the Atlanta Braves who are now coming to town and we've got. Gesellman against Julio Tehran to open it. And, of course, as I say that, the problem with Tehran is he's unbelievable. He kind of owns the Mets. He's given up, like, three earned runs in the last 40 innings against the Mets. The Mets can't hit him at all whatsoever. But the Braves have been kind of streaky. They lost five straight. Or, excuse me, they took five straight, then lost their last six games. They were also swept by the Nats, just like us. And then swept by the Philadelphia Phillies. So normally I'd give them a hard time, but pretty much they're losing to the same guys we're losing to. Yeah, my suggestion for the Mets in this Tehran game, I mean, it's supposed to rain tomorrow, so uh, maybe uh, the good Lord above will just save us from this game. But uh, I would just throw myself in front of the ball, just every at-bat. 
just get in there and uh, do the old. What was that? The uh, the Happy Gilmore, or the 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 yeah Happy Gilmore. Just take one right in the chest, like you're in the batting cage. Just get ready for it. Let him wind up and and drill you, because you know it doesn't matter who we have against this guy. Not even Michael Conforto is going to be able to hit this guy. So, um, I would drag bunt against the shift, and I would throw my body in front of the ball and pray to Christ that we uh, eke out a two to one win. I think the technical term for that kid is the uh, the Rusty Greer. <laughs> that's right. That is. <laughs> if you if you look up Rusty Greer on Wikipedia, uh, that that's what comes up. Just him getting hit by a baseball. He was really good at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's one of those gifs. It's like a hologram, but it's for the internet. <laughs> is it gif or gif? Uh if you if you're from the West Coast, if you're one of those West Coast uh, weirdos, those fruits and nuts out there in L.A., uh, then it then it's a it's a gif. We call it gif. Hey, East Coast, you know we got to all stick together for life. <laughs> Fall life, and like you said, that'll be Tuesday's game. Gaselman, I had high hopes. I had high hopes. I always talk about him coming out to his entrance music, uh, "The Stroke" by Billy Squire. I love it. He look, he's got the long hair, but he uh, he's been a little shaky so far. To open this season, gave up a massive grand slam to Ozuna uh, not too not too long ago. So hoping our boy Gaselman gets it going. But hey, it wouldn't be like you said, kid. Wouldn't be the worst thing if if they started the game. That had a really long rain delay, and then if you're the the Braves, do you put Tehran back out there and risk injury? I, I, I don't think you, you can. Sit him down. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, but I hope that uh, you know. To your point, Giselleman, talented guy, but you know, you're speaking of strokes. This guy's pitching like he's going to give me a stroke. You know, <laughs> that was uh, that was what my dad said the other day at the game. I, I had to save that one. I wrote it down. So, <laughs> uh, it landed. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think if we can get ourselves a good old-fashioned rain delay, maybe we get uh, one of those those southern bullpen pitches. We get him out of the bullpen there, and, uh, you know, we avoid Tehran, and then maybe we could win a game like 3 or 4 to 1. But, you know, if Giselleman can just match zeros for this guy for a few innings, then at the very least we can get it to our bullpen and lose an 11. <laughs> and give up a, a home run at some point to Matt Kemp. Just to just to tie everything in a bow, right? Matt Kemp, who generally is injured and plays on one leg, except for when the Mets are in town, then then Matt Kemp uh, turns into Gary Sheffield in his prime. And then Wednesday we see two guys that were traded for each other once upon a time. Little fun trivia fact: I'm, I'm sure we'll hear that, hear that during the game. Uh, our boy Noah Syndergaard against R. A. Dickey. Dickey's actually been relatively adequate adequate to start the year. You know, the guy couldn't even start at Toronto at the end of the season, and the Atlanta Braves gave him one year and $12 million. So the lesson, as always, is be a Major League Baseball starting pitcher, and you could buy a really big summer house. Yeah, I mean, for real. I mean, uh, R.A. Dickey is one of those guys. I mean, he, he either has it or he doesn't. Like all knuckleballers, he's either going to throw uh, eight shutout innings or we're going to smack him around the yard for, like, I'd say 13 runs. But with this offense, I'll give him, like, four We'll smack him around the yard for like four. But, um, you know, I have fond memories of R.A. Dickey. He's the only R.A. I, I, uh, I got along with. I had an R.A. at Adelphi. He was a real prick. So, you know, it's just, just one of those things where when I think about the, the two letters R.A., uh, Dickey is the only one that brings me fond memories. So uh, a salute to you, R.A. Dickey. But, you know, we need this win, kid. So give it up. 
Yeah, and like I like I said, kid, you know, he's been pretty adequate. Pitched into the sixth inning in all three starts so far this season. Went seven against the Nats in his last start. Gave up three runs, and I I got a bad feeling about this that we're going to be this is going to be the game where it's going to be like fifty two degrees, high forties. The wind's going to be blowing in, and we're going to see Nick Markakis have twelve putouts. Yeah. Nick Malkavka is going to be a put-out machine. It's going to be like he's playing catch flies up out there. He's just going to be running around, just snagging balls all over the outfield. Uh, yeah, this has nightmare written all over it. The ball's probably going to be dancing. The knuckle, it's going to be knuckling. Uh, we're just going to see a, a whole bunch of Juan Lajeris and TJ Rivera strikeouts, maybe Pepper and a Rene Rivera strikeout. Uh, not looking forward to Wednesday's game. That has April disaster written all over it. And uh, if we can't get our Tehran game together... That means that means two more losses. <laughs> not, not off to a good start. We're pretty pessimistic already, but hey, when you lose uh, seven of eight or whatever the heck it is, that'll that'll do it. So I was also listening to Coldplay before this, so I'm just not in a great place. <laughs> Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you, and hopefully shine <laughs> for the Mets this week. That's that's a holy hell. It's a good transition. What a, what a transition. <laughs> Good transition. Uh, That's a Connecticut school broadcasting transition <laughs> if I ever saw one. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty good. Uh, and then Thursday, we got a, a day game. And I, I tell you, kid, there's about a 50-50 chance I call in sick for this one. We got Bartolo Colon against our boy Matt Harvey. It's basically seeing like uh, Colon's like your, your lovable ex and, and Harvey's like the person that you the person that used to be the hottest girl in high school that you see at the bar and you're like we're not looking too good like you see him last year not looking too good and you see him this year and like all right all right she's she's getting it back she's getting it back and meanwhile Bartolo Colon you're just like you know you're a legend yeah I mean I think you know that that analogy you were making there right, that was spot on I think <laughs> I think Bartolo is like the girl that you know you, you you liked in high school and maybe she's not she's not looking so hot she had a couple of tough years there but when you get to the bar, you find out she could still dance. She could still really do the hula hoop. You know what I mean? She's a she's a champ. So it's a it's a it's a classic case not to judge a book by its cover. Bartolo Colon, uh, hefty gentleman, uh, looks looks like he uh, bathes in Crisco. He's got a shine to him like no other. But this guy, you know, he's going to go out there and throw some strikes. And uh, I, it's it's going to be tough. We got Harvey out there, who I can't complain. Harvey's been an absolute stud. Uh, his garden gnome is currently going for about fifty dollars on eBay. I didn't make it out to that game, but you know those garden gnomes, people go ape shit like they have uh, like they have drugs in them or something. But uh, you know, so shout out to Harvey's gnome. And I'm going to say, um, of all the you know, we've been pretty pessimistic so far, but I think that of all the games we got here, the Harvey Cologne, I think we can put a beating on old Tolo. Yeah, I mean, you know, second time they're going to be seeing him. The whole deal with Tolo, you know you're going to get. You get a lot of fastballs. He's going to try and locate the ball. I mean, it's going to be a day game. You have to hope that, you know, if everything breaks right, Gesellman pitches lights out. They get scratch, scratch two runs somehow against Julio Tehran. Noah dominates. You go into Thursday, you have a chance to sweep. And then all of a sudden you, you start feeling a lot better about yourself uh, heading into the weekend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Mets, you know, our fans live and die in week-long increments. And this past week, I'll tell you something. I mean, every day, it just felt, it just felt like a wake. You know, three to five, seven to nine. I'm just sitting there, just you know, just crying into my into my uh, 
into my my love seat, my living room. I had flashbacks to 2008 with the bullpen. And it's like, well, we're gonna we're gonna bring in some guy, and he's gonna give it up. Like, where's See the, where's Luis Ayala when you? Uh, I was just gonna say Luis Ayala. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is about it is that like the bullpen, it's been they've the pitching overall. The starting's been pretty good, and the pitching overall, I think it's kept them in the game long enough to win it. You know, if they if they're gonna take you, if we're gonna take teams to the fourteenth inning and only give up three runs, at some point, one of these jabronis with a bat has to like run into one, and you know, get on base and score a run. I mean, you know, you can't. Uh, yeah, does Hansel Robles give me a little bit of diarrhea? Yeah, he does because he's a scary pitcher to watch. Does Josh Edgen excite me? No, not very much. <laughs> But I do I like guys like Jerry Blevins have been phenomenal, and uh, you know, I mean, if if Terry didn't didn't uh, treat this guy like a like a rental car and just beat the shit out of him, Fernando Salas is pretty good, and uh, and you know, I, I like Reed and Familia's back. I mean, you know, it's not there's not there's talent in there. I think they got to get a guy eventually. They're gonna have to go out and snag some some big horse that comes in there and could do a few innings like an Andrew Miller, but you know. That's uh, that's going down the line. I think for now, the pitching's been good enough to get some of these guys a few more wins, and uh, everyone's got to step it up in the offense. I hear you, kid. It's it'll, one thing to be interesting to see, not to go all Darren Ravel on all the listeners here, is the attendance for Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday against the Braves. It's supposed to rain tomorrow night. That could be that could be one of those games where uh, they pan out to the crowd and you hear Keith go, "My word." <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's, it's going to be a my word game. Keith's going to be Keith's going to be furious to be there. Uh, he's probably going to be doing a lot of sighing, uh, you know, wishing, wishing for some sort of natural disaster to, to postpone the game so we can go back to Sag Harbor. Um, yeah, it's one of those games. You ever wanted to sit behind home plate for like under a hundred bucks? Tomorrow might be the day. So uh, you know, buckle up and uh, check that StubHub as much as you can. Um, and you know, before we go, so those, that's the next series there. I came up with a little thing during the week. It's like a little like a uh, chart because the Mets have been so injured lately that I, I want to, uh, decipher Terry's post game comments on injuries for everybody. So if you'll, if you'll, uh, oblige me, I'm going to give out the, uh, the true meanings of, uh, of what he says. And you know what? I'll let, I'll let you guess them. I'll give you the phrase, you guess what it really means, then I'll tell you what it means. Okay, let's do it, kid. I like it. All right. Terry Post game injury comments, the true meaning. Cramp. Broken leg. Pulled muscle. Not quite a broken leg. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> came getting... out, maybe came out too out there. You came out of the gate. You came out of the gate with a blowtorch. We just <laughs> we didn't need that. But I like where your head's at. <laughs> can't get loose uh, tendonitis broken bone that's a broken femur <laughs> clear as day <laughs> can't get loose uh, concerned 15 day DL 15 day DL is fair I wrote surgery is coming that's <laughs> he's, he's concerned surgery is coming uh, very concerned. 60-day deal. Surgery is coming, and the player may have diabetes or some other autoimmune disease. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just, there's a lot of concern going on. 
And uh, and finally, he threw a ball today. Not David Wright. <laughs> Probably yeah, not. It, me- it means the person's either going to retire or die. <laughs> but they <laughs> they haven't come around to announcing it yet. So that's uh, the yeah. that's the the Terry uh, list of you know in case you you want to know because you know we're getting hurt a lot. If you want to know what's going on, there you go. I just told you. Well, I I, I got one, uh, except not Terry. It's it's Sandy. So it's oh good, Sandy Sandy interview speak. Hit me. Well, you know we've been looking around and evaluating our options and looking to potentially add some more depth and obviously as a front office we're always doing our homework that means that uh they're not doing anything and that that's a that's a stall tactic uh to see it's that's a that's a way to measure how mad the fans are going to get if he doesn't do anything no that's uh that's i'm gonna that's the mets are gonna trade for kelly johnson on july 28th and do nothing before that <laughs> He's just gonna By the call, way, call up Kelly Johnson and be like, "Get this guy a one-way ticket," because we, we, yeah. we can't play him in April, April, May, or June. We'll just have to trade for him in July. Right, and, and Kelly's a free agent right now, so I hope he gets to signing with the Braves soon, so we can trade some more pitching prospects for him. <laughs> it's it's only tradition. <laughs> yeah, it's a rite of passage. It's an annual thing. So you know, like Akil Morris, uh, John Gant, who has since been traded to the Cardinals. Uh, you know, c- congratulations to all of you. You've all been traded for Kelly Johnson. Uh, you, you, you old heroes, you. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think that's it. That's uh, that's an overly pessimistic look at this upcoming week in Mets baseball. Uh, and we deciphered some Terry and Sandy quotes for you. We talked about uh, you know, Dan Murphy just kicking the hell out of us. And uh. You know, we told you that Long Beach uh, PD, most prestigious in the country. So take the test. Take the test. I'll see you at John Hobbits. All right. Let's go Mets. Yeah, hey, fellas. This is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time. <laughs>